Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, axed and answered. Jen brings the case against her boyfriend, Adrian. Adrian has his heart set on buying and displaying an artisanal axe in their home. Jen says it breaks her rule against having weapons in the home and opens them up to other beautiful but dangerous items. What's next? Hand-carved imperial jade dragon swords? Adrian says to the old battle axe from my cold artisanal hands. And that an artisanal axe would be a beautiful and practical item to own. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference. Summertime guest bailiff Monty Belmonte. Did I ever tell you about my dream axe? No. Let me tell you about my dream axe. Seeing an axe in a dream foretells that what enjoyment you may have will depend on your struggles and energy. To see others using an axe foretells that your friends will be energetic and lively, making existence a pleasure when near them. For a young woman to see an axe in a dream portends her lover will be worthy, but not possessed with much wealth. Hmm. A broken or rusty axe? Can you guess, Monty? Uh, you That you're going to get some sort of disease? Illness. Exactly. Illness. Mm, right. And loss of money and property. Pretty good. Guess bail of Monty Belmonte. Yeah. Square him in. My dream axe is a 1968 gold top Les Paul. Oh, G- you're talking about guitars. I yes. got you. I'm talking about got axes it. and dreams. I got it. Swear him in. Jen and Adrian, please rise and raise your right hands. Now, Jen, put your right hand on the table. Adrian, reach for your artisanal axe and bring... (laughs) No, no, wait, no, stop. Neither of them have been committed of stealing. (laughs) Not this country. Do you swear that you cannot tell a lie and that it was you who chopped down the artisanal cherry tree with an artisanal axe so help you George Washington or whomever? I swear. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that using the wisdom of Solomon and a sword, the judge may cut this baby right in half? Yes. I swear. Okay, good. You can swear too, John. Thank you, (laughs) Judge John Hodgman. You may proceed. Guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, summertime again. Thank you for joining us live from the studios of WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, 93.9 on your FM dial or on the internet at WR, what is it? The river, what is it? WRSI.com. WRSI.com. I come to you live from the radio stations of WERU and Blue Hill, Maine, 89.9 on your FM dial or WERU.org. Uh, Maine Community Radio. Guess what it stands for? We are you. I figured that out last summer and I was so proud. Oh, yeah. I like it. Joel Mann at uh, WERU is here engineering. We are, we are t- talking via two radio stations to two human beings who are named Jen and Adrian. You may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors. Can you name the piece of culture that I was uh, paraphrasing as I entered the courtroom in my phony dialogue with Monty Belmonte? Jen, you are the plaintiff. You bring uh, this case before me for justice. You get the first uh, swing at the bat. That's kind of a sports metaphor. What is it? Uh, it sounds like it's from a Interpreting Your Dreams book, but I could not tell you the name of one. I think it probably did originate in a in an interpreting of Dreams book, but that's not where I was quoting it from. Adrian, I'm certain you will not be able to guess, but why don't you try? 
Uh, I, I'm totally uncultured, apparently. My well, it has apologies. nothing to do with, has, believe me, it has nothing to do with culture. <laughs> I, I have absolutely uh, nothing. <laughs> can you just make a guess? Oh, you could be right. No, it is not uh, Jesus. All all guesses are wrong. <laughs> it is neither it is neither the, the 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 proverbs of Jesus Christ nor is it a printed dream journal that I know of. Here's what happens. If you put dream acts into the internet, you'll be directed to a website <laughs> called etoc e e t a q.com and uh, and find this dream interpretation that I am sure is stolen uh, uh, shamelessly from a printed source <laughs> describing, describing axes and dreams. It's so beautifully literal. It could only be on the U S version of the international successor of the popular Slovenian teen site, etoc.si, <laughs> which has been online since 2006. I've just quoted to you the entirety of the about page of etoc.com. This site is international successor of popular Slovenian teen site, etoc.si. Uh, but I don't even think it begins to describe the weirdness of this site, etoc.com. The, the, the top navigation bar is separated into these categories. Baby names, numerology, love time, fortune teller, biorhythm calculator, body mass <laughs> index calculator, and dreams. That I'll take love I, time for 400, Judge John right. Hodgman. We, we obviously have a Slovenian teen in the audience in the form of guest bail of Monty Belmonte because they love numerology and love time. Anyway, there's no way you could have guessed it. I didn't, you know, what was I going to do? Quote. So I married an ax murderer. It's not even a movie I've seen. So that's the one I came up with you guys dream ax. So neither of you got that right. So we're going to have to hear this case. Jen, Adrian is your boyfriend. Is that correct? Yes. Of, of, of some, of some time, 3.5 uh, years, three and a half years. All right. And you cohabitate without being married. Yes, we do. And uh, you made an agreement that uh, that you would have no weapons in your home. Uh, well, originally I had said no guns because Adrian used to hunt. Um, okay. I didn't know I needed to widen sort of the field that much until right, well, this dispute happened. He found a loophole and now wants to put an axe above your shared mantelpiece. Yes. You would like me to order him no way. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Adrian, you guys are what ages? I am a, a young at heart, 33. Uh, you I'm 28. Just, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jen, for acknowledging that you are young. And so, is, <laughs> so are you, Adrian, 33. You want to be young at heart. You were talking to a middle-aged man with terrible <laughs> summertime facial hair, and, which is an evolutionary signal to all around that I no longer deserve physical affection. You are young. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy your, your, your youth. You are young enough to be silly enough to want to put an axe above your mantelpiece, which you will never use other than to look at. Why is Jen's prohibition of axes above mantles wrong? Uh, I mean, I, I think first of all, just from a, 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 you know, I'm no lawyer, but uh, from a legalistic perspective, uh, you know, I, I was more than uh, welcome to go with the uh, no firearms uh, the deal that she had originally laid out, and I wasn't even going to try to game that system, you know, with, you know, looking at the definition of an actual firearm in our great country of Canada. Um, 
And I don't know, just it, it, it kind of rubbed me the raw way where it just came out of nowhere when I first saw that one beautiful axe that I wanted. Um, it just kind of strike me as a nonsense rule. So I, I don't know what about that it was that just put me over the edge, you, but right, I figured you are real stubborn about it. You are not you are not a lawyer. What what do you do in Canada? Um, I, I manage a compliance team for a bank up here. Uh, oh, well, it's basically the same as a lumberjack. And Jen, <laughs> you, you, uh, are you also a Canadian citizen? Uh, yes, I am. And what do, you, what do you do up there in Canada? I am an editor. Of what? Uh, textbooks for kindergarten to grade 12. So obviously you have to carry a gun to work. Yes. <laughs> But no, that, so you, uh, you, uh, Adrian, you are licensed to own a firearm in Canada. You're the one that they allowed. <laughs> it's one per year, right? One person per year, or maybe one man, one woman. Uh, uh, that, that's correct. Just out of curiosity, you, so you are a hunter or have been a hunter? Um, I, I used to live in uh, uh, our great capital, Ottawa. And mm-hmm. uh, when I was there, um, my roommate... Uh, got more and more into hunting because he was originally a city boy. Um, Mm -hmm. And it turned out that it was uh, fun to go out shooting. So I uh, jumped through the uh, uh, prerequisite hoops up here to get my license. I bought myself a gun. Are there really hoops? Are there really, is that what it is? Because I think that, I think that just jumping through three hoops is how you get a gun in Texas. (laughs) In Canada, I imagine it's a little bit stricter. (laughs) And what did you hunt for when you were hunting in, in Ottawa? Oh, I, I didn't Ottawa's actually a big do, city do when you're hunting, hunting human just prey? target shooting. Oh, okay, yeah. I like shooting guns at targets. That's fun. What were you shooting? I mean, I'm talking about inanimate targets and, you know, like clay pigeons and junk. Yeah, just, uh, I guess, pieces of paper at a range. Yeah. Junk. Um, yeah. 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 What, were you, what kind of gun were you shooting? A handgun or a, or a rifle? Uh, uh, mo- mostly rifles, uh, shotguns, and twenty twos mostly. Mm-hmm. And did you ever uh, throw axes at targets? Uh, I did not, although there is actually about a five-minute walk from our house. Uh, there is a, uh, a, a what's called a, a backyard axe-throwing league. Sure. Um, well, you live in Canada. Yes. <laughs> Where do you live in Canada? Uh, we're in downtown Toronto. Da- and uh, downtown Toronto, there's a backyard axe-throwing <laughs> deal? What? Uh, it, it's, it's also, uh, my understanding, it's also uh, BYOB. What? Most of is them. That so... so- is that so you bring your axes and your beer and you just throw them? Uh, I'm not sure if you're able to bring your own axes. I'd assume that you'd be able to. But, uh... Well, then why would you want to have your own axe? <laughs> first of all, first of all, let me say that I will be in Toronto on September 29th performing as part of the Toronto Just for Laughs Just pour Rire Festival. And you know I'm going to that, that, axe, that urban axe throwing outfit. There are many of them, actually. Yeah, it's amazing that Toronto has out. backyards at all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, an, a, an axe throw BYOB pub crawl. <laughs> so why do you want this axe? You work at a bank, you shot some guns, and now you want an axe in your home? Tell me, tell me what, it, what it's all about. Um, I, I think it's just kind of aesthetically pleasing, you know, evoking that... Uh, old-timey British manner feel, feel of, you know, the uh, firearms over over the, the mantle, of course, uh, trying to act in accordance with uh, my girlfriend's uh, wishes of no firearms, though. Um, are you saying also, that if, are you saying that if, if 
you're if uh, Jen had not prohibited guns in the home, you would have put rifles up there? Um, no, I mean, maybe if I lived in some sort of sprawling manner out in the country and was, uh, you know, 100 years old and, uh, you know, an actual robber baron or something, uh-huh. um, you're then talking, maybe. You're, but... you, are, you are speaking my, that is my dream axe. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I don't think it'd be, I understand, um, you know, the, the, the no firearm thing. And I think it's become, you know, I, I know different cultural norms and everything, but I, I up here, that would definitely be a, a no-go with respect to uh, some of the legalistic requirements uh, regarding firearm storage. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean. So you're saying you would like to have firearms above the mantelpiece, but because that's both romantically and uh, legislatively impossible for you, you're going to get an axe. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I mean, also, um, why axes... not? Why not? And sword. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just oh, trying to get a sense of w- whether there is any intrinsic attachment to axe at all in this equation, or whether it's all just well, I ruled everything else out. Axe is what's left. <laughs> Uh, axes are cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're. Why the do? Why ones. are they cool? What? How does this? How do they speak to you? What is? What's going on here? Um, I, I just think you know it's uh, something that there's been a lot of uh, you know history with respect to humankind and this sort of uh, mm-hmm. hand tool going back, and um, you know the the particular axe I saw was you know beautiful and hand for hand forged and everything that sort of uh, attention to detail that you don't really see in a lot of you know mass. Uh, manufactured stuff these days. Now you sent and, uh, in as evidence the specific axe that you want to buy. Yes, I did. This is I- item number item number four nine zero one. The Gransfors double bit axe, based on from Gransfors Brook, Sweden, axe smiths. And this is a this is this this is a pretty. This is a pretty gimly looking axe. You know what I'm talking about? This is a, a double-sided Whoa. war axe. Mm. Just so people understand, it's 75 centimeters or 29 and a half inches long with a cutting edge of 16 centimeters or 6.3 inches. weighs 1.9 kilograms or 4.2 pounds sheathed in a vegetable tan leather. Would you get 490-1 or 490-2, which has the longer handle at 80, 89 centimeters so you could uh, use it as a working axe in the forest. Handle. You would get which one? The longer handle. The longer handle, really? All right. Yeah, I think yeah, if you're gonna get the, if you're gonna get the axe, get the axe. Exactly. Hmm. And uh, and so wh- wh- this the, what what do you like about this axe? Um, it's it's just you know simple, but you know kind of uh, uh, imposing, I guess. Um, you know, it looks like a. Uh, you know, just a, a beautiful chunk of, of, of wood and a chunk of metal. And it's, you know, it seems kind of simple, but just beautifully yeah, put together. Right. It's kind of hard to say, right? It's just, this is my axe. There are many others like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> exactly. It's the Axeman's Creed. <laughs> and you know, and you want to get one axe, you don't want to get two axes and cross them? <laughs> I, I think that would be uh, uh, pushing the boundaries of uh, my relationship a, a little bit far. Um but that's well, no. kind of my fear because Adrian does tend to buy one thing and then it just morphs into we have 10 of something. 
Is this a slippery slope situation? Yes. Jen, are you afraid that if you allow one axe, all of a sudden it's going to be samurai swords above your bed? Oh, yes. You're going to be definitely. sleeping with that guy? Uh, yep. I, I, know, I know you were talking about swords earlier, and uh, that, that's something where I think I have enough self-control to, to draw the line. I don't ever want in my life become a sword guy. That's, uh, that, <laughs> what, that's how, a hard part. How would you... If, you, if I were to ask you to define in a way that might convince your girlfriend to allow you to get an axe, how would you differentiate sword guy and axe guy? <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would say that um, my, myself you, you as a culture, what? You know what? I don't want man. you to jump into this. I really want you to make a really good argument. So I'm going to ask you to pause for a moment. I'm going to ask Jen some questions. Okay. <laughs> Just think. So you think over that. All right. Jen? Yep. You've seen this axe. Well, the one he sent you is different from the one we saw, the one he initially wanted to buy. The one he sent you is a little uglier. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right then. I was going to, I was going to ask you a series of questions like, are you afraid that, that like having a gun in the home, an intruder might use this ax against you? Or are you worried that, (laughs) oh, you are, you're afraid of that. Okay. Are you afraid that Adrian is going to? He's going to wake up and sleepwalk in the middle of the night and somnabulistically chop you up. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> and then I, was gonna know, a- right? then I was going to ask you, let's get to the crux. Because you're on that <laughs> crux finder. Is this axe ugly? Uh, and I was going to slowly is- tease out of you the admission that this is an ugly axe. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we would have a huge moment. But you jumped the gun. You said, this is an ugly axe. And I gotta and I gotta tell you, everyone's entitled to their own taste, but I don't like this axe. <laughs> this axe looks like a this axe looks like cosplay axe. This axe yeah, looks like it's like Lord of times. the Rings axe. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I I love work personship of all kinds, but this is not this is not the axe that I would choose for my mantelpiece. And let me look at your mantelpiece. You sent in a picture, did you not? Yes, we did. All right. This is the this is the stately manner. <laughs> Where the axe will be displayed. And what I see here, and you can check it out on MaximumFun.org, is an empty fireplace that is clearly no longer in use. It's a white tile fireplace that instead of having a fire in it, it looks like you have a, a, a power strip, a surge protector in there. <laughs> <laughs> there is a nice gray chair with a black Labrador mutt on it on one side of the fireplace and the dog's wire crate on the other side of the fireplace. And then above the fireplace... You have uh, a silver rhinoceros or hippopotamus on the mantle, and above yes. above the mantle a ceramic head. It's actually it's a paper mache rhino. A paper mache rhino. So is that a silver rhino on the mantelpiece? It is. Yes. And who's got the rhino fetish in your family? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> All right. So you own a lot of this real estate already with your rhino thing. Yes. Are you just trying? You you just don't want him horning in. Oh my gosh, Joel man <laughs> up here at WERU. We are laughing it up at my pun. Oh my goodness. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. I hated it. I'm sorry I ever said it. You just don't want him to move in on your mantelpiece real estate? No, like I, I'm okay. We decorate the house together. You know, a lot of the things that have come in since we moved together, we've chosen together. And there are some some stuff he's brought that he had before we started dating that I would not choose, but it's hung up because he had it. But going forward, I kind of would like to sort of agree on pieces. I have to say, may I presume that this is a fairly small apartment? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you got your dog crate basically in your fireplace. 
There is a nice place for an axe, though. I mean, there's that panel right above the fireplace. I guess it's a, is that a mirror? Yeah, it is. Is that mirror built into the fireplace? It is, but they didn't cover it when they restained the fireplace, so it's kind of speckled with paint and primer. Right, but where? so where would the axe go? Are you going to get rid of that, that papier-mâché rhino head, Adrian, and the axe is going to go there? Uh, I was actually thinking of uh, either uh, buying or building a classy uh, wood stand to sort of go in the center of uh, of the uh, the mantle. Um, so it would you know, sit on sure. the mantelpiece and not and not hang on the wall. Uh, that's correct. Do you ever think about just uh, hacking it into the wall and having it stick out? <laughs> <laughs> Use an axe to hack into it. Yeah, maybe just hack. Maybe just hack your axe into the wall, and have it and have it suspend a letter that says "You're next." <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've had a few moments to collect your thoughts. This is probably going to determine the whole thing. <laughs> Adrian, what is the difference between a sword guy and an axe guy? So, so fundamentally, I, I think a sword guy is cheap and tacky. A sword guy is, is going to be the sort of one who goes to, you know, the Renaissance fairs and goes to all these cheap mall kiosks and gets you are these making, really you are making a, You are making gaudy. a lot of Judge John Hodgman listeners angry right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> but I'll allow it. Go on. I want to hear your unfiltered thoughts. I'm just saying after this, you probably better have an axe in your house. <laughs> Because there will but, be some cosplay elves coming at you with some <laughs> hacky sack spells. Go but on. but that's it exactly. The guys buying the, the swords, uh, you know, in my head, I just can't separate that from these, you know, garish, impractical Lord Lord of the Ring type mass yeah. produced things that are, are you know, I, I know this maybe, is weird to say. But maybe you ought to also get a shovel to dig a deeper hole for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, but, keep but, going. But, but non-functional and, and garish and, you know, covered in spikes or, or weird things that just don't, I, I think I personally find not, not, not aesthetically pleasing, not historic, not with no sort of historical significance either. And like you, I said, just, right. just fundamentally cheap and mass produced. Got it. Got it. Whereas, um, I'm sure there are some artisanal swordsmiths who would really disagree with you, but go on where, oh, tell me, uh, about, I, tell me about I, I, the I, I, beauty of the ax man. <laughs> That that's the thing. I I don't think that uh, uh you know the, the axe has the same sort of connotation as as the axe continues to still be you know a working man's implement. I'll, I'll freely admit that I'm probably never going to use the axe. Like also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a tool uh, uh, drawer here, I have a uh, you know a small hatchet that you know I had a tree fall uh, last year, so I used it to do a little bit of chopping there. But I mean, the chances of that happening again probably aren't aren't too big. But the the, the point probably is involves that, you know, in you picking up the hatchet and hitting a tree with it. <laughs> yeah. So you already have a hatchet in a drawer. Yeah, but it's 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 it's, it's any other blades? Any other blades in your life? Uh, he, a, he has a knife drawer, just a drawer full of pocket knives and hatchets. But not of and hatchets. I have a okay. single hatchet. So I, I me, used to. Tell me again why a guy, a guy who keeps a drawer full of knives, <laughs> is cooler than a guy who goes to a ren fair. Or a samurai sword enthusiast. Uh, again, there it's, it's about f- functionality. I, I mm-hmm. like to think that I don't have any uh, uh, cheap tacky knives. Uh, I mean, for the record, and they, and they do sort of, you know, they're they're not something I, I want to display. Um, Jen actually uh, has taken to boring them. She actually uh, uh, just last week managed to. Uh, 
uh, chip the blade off, or the, the tip of the blade off one of them, trying to open up a can of paint, which is... Uh, is that what this is all about? You're mad because your girlfriend... <laughs> Oh no no no! This uh, when, when when the axe stream first started, that was uh, back in uh, November. Couldn't, couldn't October, be couldn't be more on the nose as a metaphor than that. My girlfriend took <laughs> my knife. But like now, I, said, I need though, to put an axe on my mantelpiece to prove that I'm still a man. <laughs> that oh my god! I mm, yeah I, I know yeah oh, I feel geez. you feel that right Ottawa? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like I said, an axe is still you know really functional. Hmm. I mean, it, and it, 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 let me ask: Are you how how many generations of Canadian are you? Um, on, on my mother's side, she's uh, uh, um, about as far back Canadian as you can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my dad came here from uh, Italy when he was eight, though. Mm-hmm. But you feel uh, a connection to Canada and its culture of tree chopping? Uh, oh, definitely. I'm leading the witness. You understand? I'm <laughs> helping you, uh, Jen. Are you how 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 Canadian are you? Uh. My dad came over when he was a kid, too, and my mom is half Canadian and then half someone came over from Europe very recently. Yeah, you just don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Axes are like guns to Texans. Axes are Canadians (laughs) like guns are to Texans, part of the heritage. (laughs) Since you admit that you're never going to use this axe, why don't you just get... Why don't you just go, and not to buzz market, but go to to bestmadeco.com. You know that catalog, Best Made? I do not. Uh, all they do is make axes for people who are never going to use axes. <laughs> so it's, they, they have, they, they're a store in New York City, birthplace of lumberjacking, <laughs> making beautiful axes that will never, ever, ever be used. You could get and I, again, I'm getting nothing from this company. They want to sponsor the podcast. That's great. That'll show us <laughs> the lickety split, an American felling axe, the banderole. Oh my goodness! I want these axes now. And I and I don't want to say that. Uh, I don't want to say that uh, Gransfors, uh Brook of Sweden has not made a beautiful axe in the double bit axe. It's truly beautiful, but it does. It looks like for a guy who's so keen on on deriding <laughs> medieval phony weaponry this looks pretty pretty fantasy novel covery to me <laughs> and i think jen probably agrees yes definitely right tell me about the oil painting that you want to have commissioned <laughs> this was part of the letter that was sent this to me this is another disagreement that this, this, I only found out recently that this was a disagreement. No, um, but um, ignoring the the uh, real world expense in uh, having a custom oil painting commissioned, um, I, I will again. Uh, I know I'm probably going to be accused of uh, you know the, the pot calling the kettle black, um, but uh, uh, I want to get a oil painting about you know six feet by four feet or something. Sure. Uh, of uh, you know, done in the sort of uh, pulp style of the uh, Conan the Barbarian uh, novellas, with uh, myself, uh, except as a, a much more rugged man than I am, mm-hmm. um, you know, on some sort of uh, throne, maybe of skulls, and mm-hmm. uh, my darling Jennifer at my side, um, uh-huh. probably scantily clad, um, uh-huh. and you know, maybe that the cat perched on my throne and uh, oh. the dog at my feet. And this axe would probably figure into this. Um, I, I think I would go for um, 
maybe an axe of some sort, probably, um, probably there I would have to veer into the fantasy axe um, world. And you had the nerve to deride Renfair people. <laughs> I, I like to think there's a difference between a, a painting um, that Sir, can be taste, tastefully yes. covered up by a, a garbage bag. Um, <laughs> that, as that would to certainly be a nice look. Of, of Charlie made in China. Hey, quick question, source. guys. Thanks for having me over to your new place. It looks great. <laughs> Uh, just quick question. Above the dog crate in the corner, what's that garbage? What's underneath that garbage bag? Isn't it an oil painting of you guys in a in a Conan the Barbarian pose? Jen? Um, yeah, so there, I do would you need, totally... Do you need help getting out of this relationship? <laughs> How do you feel about this painting? I... I thought this was discussed. It was just recently came up again, but I would go for a custom painting, but I thought it would be in the style of like old timey royal portraits, you know? The, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to get a comic yeah. book and have to look at a version of myself that doesn't exist and feel bad every day. There is no old timey royal portrait that include, includes a throne of skulls and a scantily clad consort. That is pure Robert E. Howard going on in your mind. Forget that. It's John Norman's gore books. The fact that you laughed at that makes me understand you guys a lot better. Uh, Jen, I want you to look at uh, bestmadeco.com and I want you to look at their axes. Yeah, we. Uh, he pulled it up and actually that was the type of axe he showed me at first and... That is a little better looking to me than the medieval whatever he sent. Yeah. Now, which one of those do you like the best? Um, I kind of like the Bobby McGee Hudson Bay axe. Yeah. Good choice. Adrian, can you see this axe? Uh, yes, I can. What do you think about it? Well, I think it's a fine looking axe. Why is that the wrong axe for you? It, it's a good looking axe, but, uh, I mean, it... Like I said, it is a good-looking axe, but I mean, just it doesn't have the, the quite the, uh, the the pop, and I'll even say that a little bit of, of the ugliness of uh, my preferred axe. How much does your axe cost? Um, I believe about the same. I think uh, two fifty. Canadian or American? Uh, Canadian. Jen, can can you guys afford to spend? Uh, unfortunately, yes, we can. All right. How much is that oil painting going to cost? With the exchange rate, it's probably a lot more. Adrian, have you gone so far as to price the oil painting of you as the savage priest king of, <laughs> of wild Ottawa? Um, uh, no, I have not. And I, I, I accept it as a, uh, a fiscal pipe dream. All right. Yeah. Just a little prejudgment before I go into my chambers. Don't do that. Now <laughs> I'll go into my chambers, think about this, and I'll come back in a moment and render my decision. <laughs> Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jen, Adrian, let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> the, the name of the episode is Asked and Answered. You chose it. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman. I'm not even uh, here. I'm in my chamber. Oh, yes, right. Gambling. You're in your chamber. Sorry, right. Sorry about that. Jen. Boo. Yes. You're, you, he has a drawer full of knives. <laughs> yeah. That are uh, ostensibly 
tools to him. What's the difference for you between weapon and tool? Like, could uh, he have a could he have a nail gun? Yes, if it's something he's going to use. But like, oh, an axe is some a tool. He or it is a tool, but it's not a tool for his lifestyle. It's for a lifestyle he does not lead. But you admitted, or at least acknowledged, that he had to use a hatchet at least at some point in your time together in the apartment that you live in. He should not have used that hatchet. We should have called the city, but he took matters into his own hands. That Hudson Bay axe is pretty cool looking. If he hung that, which could be functional, above the mantelpiece, in the the remote possibility that he might actually have to use it someday, is that a possibility for your future here? I mean, we're not going to break up over it, but it would. I would strongly prefer not having an axe. Now, if he decided to use axe body spray, are you okay with that? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's neither. A deal I'm definitely. That is right out. In my opinion. Now, Adrian, <laughs> what is your definition of artisanal acts? That was part of what you submitted here. Like, where do we draw the line between what Judge John Hodgman has asked you to look at in this best made company and, and the acts that you have? What, what is this fine line? It needs to be ugly and medieval looking, but not for a <laughs> Ren fair. And then just the one thing on your oil painting. Think about working a rhino. Into the oil painting, and you may be able to further pursue that avenue. That's just a little advice for you. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2020, Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. 
It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Well, in terms of your taste, Adrian, let me say this. Canada is a big country. It's got a huge map. And you are all over it. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with you turning your nose up at all these Gandalfs and then suddenly having some weird Hyboria fantasy (laughs) of an oil painting in in your house. And the truth is that uh, your house you share with your beloved queen consort <laughs> uh, is uh, is modest. You don't have a a study of your own. I do not. You are proposing to put a major and bold expression of your taste, of your fascination with bladecraft. <laughs> that you have difficulty articulating why it is so fascinating to you, other than people still use them, <laughs> into a cent- to the centerpiece of your home, the mantle, the hearth, the place where your most prized portraits or papier-mâché rhino heads are traditionally <laughs> kept. It is a big move for someone who is sharing a life with another person. And this axe is a big axe. I mean, you're getting the extended length one, too. I don't know. I don't know if it could be more on the nose than that. What's going on here? It is an axe that you consider and is clearly well made and has a history in North American woodcraft. It is a a true forestry axe. But as you know, the double-sided axe has not actually been used in forestry for a long, long time. It doesn't, doesn't look like a lumberjack axe of any kind. And as you say, this is an axe, the double bit axe is designed for throwing. It is a throwing axe that is not, not actually being used, but it is traditional. And blades are beautiful works of art. Uh, whether you are talking about uh, uh, D- Damascus steel, Valyrian steel, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, or uh, beautiful butter knives, silver plate, or axes. They are, they can be very gorgeous. You put this court in a position, though, that it rarely is in. One of the precepts of the court is that people like what they like. 
There is no accounting for taste and there is no sense trying to interfere with another person's taste or trying to force them to like something. You can expose people to movies that they haven't seen, but you can't keep them awake through those movies. The hard lesson I've learned with every movie that I've ever seen with my wife. <laughs> and indeed, you are taking uh, a piece of your taste and uh, semi-literally throwing it into the wall <laughs> you share with a woman who just does not like it. And the difficulty that this court faces is that I also don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this was going to be a no-brainer for Axeman when I read this thing. Because I'm like, this guy is, loves things that are well-made, is of Canadian heritage. There is a long uh, hit tree with axe tradition in Canada. And I know that there are beautiful axes in the world. And this could make a very interesting uh, uh, conversation piece in a home. But when I opened up this page to see this Gimli looking thing, <laughs> I'm like, you might as well have a suit of armor in there. No. <laughs> and so it's very hard because I want to respect your taste. You, th you think that this is beautiful. And I don't. And more importantly, neither does Jen. Jen has an aversion to weapons in her home. And this looks like a weapon to me. This looks like something you use on an orc. <laughs> it does not look like a piece of interesting craftspersonship to me. And so here's the thing. I don't want to deny you your passion of buying a beautiful art object. And if you want to buy this ugly axe and you can afford it, do it. But you can't put it above that mantelpiece unless your cohabitant romantic partner agrees and likes it and thinks it's beautiful. Now, I pushed hard for best made in this one. Um, because they are the uh, the non plus ultra. I don't know that there's a uh, I don't know that there's a PepsiCo or RC Cola uh, nipping at the heels of the uh, of the number one art axe making company in the world, which is Best Made, as far as I know. And I'm getting no money from them, and I don't expect to. But I look at those axes, and I'm like, I want those above every mantelpiece in my house. <laughs> uh, I'm going to build mantelpieces in order to put an axe up there. Uh, but that's just my taste. Do you know what I mean? And I, I wasn't going to push a best made axe on you as tempted as I was. Uh, especially since as far as I knew, this was a New York city company, but while you were jibber jabbering with Monty Belmonte and I was in my chambers, I looked it up. Guess what dudes? This is a Canadian company, or at least it started by a Canadian. These are Canadian axes to me. Not to mix metaphors, but a beautiful Canadian axe of a contemporary wood chopping style should be number one with a bullet for your mantelpiece. That to me is an aesthetically sound decision. But again, it's not me. So here's my ruling. 
whether it's best made or something similar to it. If you can convince Jen that your Canadian made axe or internationally made axe is beautiful and she really feels it, you can get one and put it above your mantelpiece. I think that Bobby McGee Arctic ice axe or whatever it is looks pretty hot. I'm thinking about getting one. Maybe I'll start an Amazon wish list. <laughs> just, just, just like I'm a beautiful girl on the internet. People buy me one. Oh, by the way, everybody, don't send me any axes in the mail. <laughs> if you were seriously thinking about it, that would be crazy. That would be like having a drawer full of knives. <laughs> but if you are, if your heart is set on this double bit throwing axe, and it may well be, and you may find it be very beautiful, and you and you and you work in a bank where you need an axe, <laughs> I think you should get it. But you can't you can't put it above your mantelpiece. You got to put it. Can you put it in your office at the bank? That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd send a goddamn message, would <laughs> <laughs> So my ruling is no can do on double bit axe above the mantelpiece. I think you can find one that Jen can accept. But if you but if your heart says double bit axe forever, buy it and put it in your drawer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules, that is all. Jen, is the best-made Hudson Bay axe a potential compromise here? It could be. It looks like something Gaston from Beauty and the Beast would have, so I can get behind that. You're a Beauty and the Beast fan. See how we're softening the ground here, Adrian? What about, (laughs) let's say, fire safety, glass-enclosed Gimli axe, so that if there were a fire, you could break the glass and then take the Gimli axe out. And then you'd both kind of be happy. It'd be prominently displayed. It'd be easy to find in case of a fire. Possibly a compromise. I could definitely get behind that compromise. I'll just toss this out. What about, and I know how you feel about Ren Fairs, but what about a replica Valyrian steel broadsword, but the pommel is carved in the shape of a rhinoceros head? (laughs) I am loving this. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Just, I'm sorry just, I interrupted. Just buy the just buy the other double, you know, two bit axe and, and put a garbage bag over it. You seem predisposed <laughs> to using that as a compromise when it comes to pursuing your dreams. <laughs> you throw a garbage bag on it? No? All right. Well, Adrian, how do you feel about the decision? Uh it's totally fair. I mean, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe uh, one of the compromises axes if, uh, you know, Jen will be able to uh, deal with a, a more uh, modern forestry style piece. But I, w- I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, compromise is at the heart of any relationship. Any other kind of uh, antiquated weapons that you'd <laughs> be willing to put up on top of your mantelpiece? Um... Let's not get into that. That okay. would probably be a, another. You have show. your heart set on an axe and a Conan the Barbarian oil painting of yourself. <laughs> Remember, Adrian, a compromise, a good compromise, 
like a double bit axe cuts both ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. And please don't hunt me for sport. <laughs> Thank you both for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Toronto, Monty. Toronto. Toronto. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Toronto, biggest city in Canada. What does it have in common with Boston, Atlanta, St. Louis, Chicago, Iowa City, Madison, Minneapolis, Vancouver, Portland, and San Francisco? All in North America. All Canadian cities. Great Canadian cities. And some non-Canadian cities that I will be touring in this September and October with all new hour and some minutes of comedy probably 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 75 minutes of comedy with meets and greets after and maybe some crowd work i don't know uh call a new show called vacation land oh. based in no small part upon the state that is known as vacation land i'll leave it to you guys to look it up on the internet johnhodgman.com slash tour is where you can find all of the dates uh they're gonna be great fun shows it's all new material that I feel very, very proud of, and I look forward to sharing it with you and then uh, meeting and greeting any of you who wish to hang out afterward uh, in the lobby or, or, or wherevers and signing things and, and, and even taking photos if you insist, though, though I think looking each other for a long time in the eye is a, a more meaningful interaction, but that's how I feel. Did I get a taste of that show at the uh, Solid Sound Festival a couple weeks ago? You may have gotten a taste of that show at the Solid Sound Festival a couple weeks ago, Monty. What did you think? I thought it was very funny. Good. That's and all I, I love the picture, the window into the soul of John Hodgman. You go beyond just sheer comedy. I get a picture of you as a yeah. human being, which I appreciate yeah. even more. Yeah, it's a window into my soul. You open that window and it's a howling thunderstorm inside. Right. I want to put a garbage bag over it and then hang an axe up on top of it. <laughs> and open it. Monty, thank yes. you very much for joining us uh, from uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, one of my many hometowns. From WRSI, the river, WRSI.com, a great radio station. Thank I you. I should say that I am joining you from Blue Hill, Maine, 
the state that was formerly part of Massachusetts. To my left sits Joel Mann, engineering live from this studio C here at WERU Community Radio at 89.9 FM, also WERU.org. Is this a free-form radio station? It is a free-form radio station. I got the thumbs up from Joel. That means people play whatever they want. As a dying, dying art form that, uh, that is alive and well here in the state of Maine. Dirigio. I direct. That is the state motto of Maine. Is it not, Joel? Dear ago, sorry. Dear dirigible. Ago. Dirigible is the state model. <laughs> it's the state I, balloon I stand, of Maine. I stand corrected. Do you, know, do you know what the state motto of Massachusetts is, Monty? I have no idea. Yeah, Wicked piss up. either. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's a, it's a, my, my computer just died. We'll look it uh. up next time. Or I'm sure someone will write in for our, someone on the internet is right section and, and remind me of what it is. In, in uh, the 80s, it was make it in Massachusetts with the thumbs up, but I don't think that was the official like Latin motto. No, I don't think that that was no. the official yeah. motto. No. Right. Nor, nor was Yankees suck. Right. That's all uh, the motto. Basically. But if you, if you know the official state motto of Massachusetts and, and want to get it to me before I have a chance to look at Wikipedia this evening, you can write to me always at hodgman at maximumfun.org or use the case dispute submission form at maximumfun.org slash jjho that's jjho if you have a dispute with anyone in your life whether they are your boyfriend of three and a half years in toronto uh, or your brother of your whole life in various parts of massachusetts or wherever you are whatever it is please write in i will review your case uh no case too big nor small some cases too medium and uh, we'll put it on the air uh, or or handle it in a docket if uh, if your dispute is deemed worthy, and I will tell you who is right and who is wrong, and whether or not we use your case. I'm always glad to hear you. Uh, I'm always glad to hear from you, and uh, and I always read every one that comes through my transom. I get all of my email delivered via transom. Monty, who named this show? Danny Lewin named the show, and he named it Axed and Answered. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte. Thank you again to Joel Mann at WERU. Julia Smith produces the show. Mark McConville is our editor. Thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And whatever Hannibal Burris tells you on Twitter or on his TV show, why? A hot dog is not a sandwich. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.